Welcome to Midnight with the Lunatics, where it's always midnight. My name is Tig. Reporting from the other side of nowhere, I'm joined by our resident voice of reason, Malcolm. Well, I wouldn't hey, say I'm a uh, voice of reason, but thank you nonetheless. I'm also joined by Last Supper enthusiast, Victor Veed, our special guest. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi. And uh, today we'll be talking about something very simple, very, very clean and good, and that's food. It's something we all enjoy, but there's a line between casual expert and connoisseur, and we're over that I don't line. like food. I don't like food. I'm kidding. I, like food. I enjoy food very much. I myself spend a lot of time in the kitchen testing out different recipes, different flavors. So, I yeah. I experiment a lot of the time with food, but mostly when... But considering I've been described by a certain friend of mine as, a, as being able to practically eat anything, I'm not really sure what I'm making the same. Some say I enjoy food too much. But I, you know what? I'm going to start you guys out with something real simple. And uh, I'll, I'll send it out to both of you. And it's this. What do you think of cheese? Malcolm, would you uh, like to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, cheese is very good, especially with bagels. And and it's it's very nice because there's a lot of variety with cheese. Like sometimes I like to use American cheese, but sometimes Mexican cheese works better. It honestly depends on on what, what cheese you want to use. Wait, what do you, what's that? Is Mexican they... cheese? Yeah, Mexican cheese. What's that? It's like sort of like shredded cheese. That's like. I don't, maybe I'm not up on my cheese, but I don't know. I've never heard of that. Uh, well, there's two different types of like Mexican cheeses that you can um, refer to. You know, you have like the shredded, uh, almost cheddar sort of cheese. Hmm. You know, uh, but then you have like an actual special type of um cheese of Mexican or like Central American cheese that is made by putting milk on the pot and like bringing it to a simmer mm. and slowly I... adding a cup of vinegar and like salt you know um and it kind of gets this fluffy consistency right mm. um which then you can shape it however you want you can shape it like a square yeah it almost feels like tofu if that makes sense but it's a little bit more gross. I, I was referring to the shredded cheese I remember. yeah just specifying the mm. types of cheese. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd be willing to try the Central American one, yeah. though. I mostly just like cheese, though, because it's always interesting how different yeah. cheeses melt at different temperatures, and that always makes right. experiments. I also, myself can't oh, yeah. eat a lot of cheese, um, but I do enjoy the smells that they have, and the ones that I've tried, the flavor is definitely pretty good. I definitely enjoy using them and eating them. Yeah, it's a as someone who's part, as someone who's part Jew, I particularly love bagels and cream cheese, and have been eating them a lot recently. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the great thing about cheese is you get so many consistencies, so many kinds, so many flavors and smells, and and so many things to use it with. No, yeah, definitely. There's, I feel like there's a cheese for almost everything. You know, you can have cheese with like something sweet, and then you can have cheese who are specially made for uh i don't know salty food for mm. sour food you know yeah. so i feel like cheese is a definitely like yeah. uh it has a lot of, it has almost little to no boundaries yeah 
Like cheese and chocolate. Who'd think that would work? Uh, is that like an actual thing? That is a thing. This is actually, I've that. actually never tried that. Yeah. No, yeah, I did it. I've never heard of that. I mean, if you get... That's interesting. I, I mean, oh. Just what I've done is I just sandwich them together but and hope it works. But, yeah, it's... it's uh, you, you know that scene in the movie Ratatouille where he eats the cheese and the strawberry at the same time? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that. And, and, and that, that's the other thing I want to go to is I suppose this will pertain to you, um, Victor Veed, sort of what do you think about uh, the, the combination of, of different foods? Mm, I feel like, all right, my honest input or thoughts about this, right? Like you're free to mix whatever you want, right? You're free to mix... Uh, different flavors you know but i feel like there's certain things that shouldn't mix you know um obviously mixing different flavors what okay i thought you were gonna say Um, something else no mixing uh different types of flavor flavors together you know can definitely like have amazing outcomes but then there's like certain things that shouldn't go together you know Um, like blue cheese and any type of fish or blue cheese with anything, oh. yeah. Or yeah, or blue cheese with anything. You know? if you like, yeah, yeah, if you like blue cheese, I'm just gonna assume you're a criminal, you know. Yeah, you're um, a monster. Yeah, you're a person. monster. Life in prison. Yeah, you're a monster. Um, never see the light of day. But yeah. yeah, I definitely feel like there is a lot of freedom to do that. Mm. But I feel like there's certain things that shouldn't be mixed, you know. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing about it is that's how people got blue cheese is they left it out long enough to grow fungus and then they're like oh i want to eat that you know so humans are just they'll eat anything yeah yeah. there's also that italian cheese which you eat while there's like still like the maggots inside of it or something oh what yeah that's a thing i I don't remember exactly what it's called but i've heard of it before oh yeah kazumartsu is Rotten putrid cheese it, that contains live maggots. Maniac. It's like, it's like sheet milk cheese. Oh, and it's illegal, apparently. Gee, no, I wonder, wonder why. why. <laughs> yeah, but uh, on that yeah. on that note, I think there's there's just, there's a lot you can do with uh, fruit, especially I think as far as combining things, because you know there's. For some for some reason people like to complain about uh for one instance uh pineapple on pizza. I feel like that's delicious. I'm it I'm is. gonna be honest with you. That's I feel like it's honest, delicious, you know. I don't mind it at all. I don't know why people yeah. don't like no, pizza. me that's, probably saying that just this validates me as a chef completely, you know. <laughs> um, but I definitely feel like it's a good mix of flavor. It you is. Know? It's the only kind of pizza I get. Because I feel like how well, yeah, that can be considered. You know, I'm going to just say pineapple on pizza, you know. The ingredients that are mainly used on that type of pizza tend to be, like, very, very salty. Mm, and ham, too. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah, and ham, you know. So it's, like, a very salt-filled dish. And then you have the pizza that just comes over it, right? Which is That's sweet. Right. You know, pizza, pizza's all, oh, not pizza, um, pineapple's always going to be sweet, you know. Mm. Um, so um, then you have, like, the sweetness and then the saltiness of it—it it just like contradicts each other, and it's a very pleasing flavor to the mouth, at least in my opinion. Oh, you're right. One thing that I no. found gone really well in terms of fruit is combining 
Cinnamon and bananas works really well. I'm just going to say that bananas work with almost anything that I've tried. Yeah. Most, most versatile fruits ever. Oh, yeah. Definitely bananas. Bananas are. Mm. Elite. You know, if, we're, if we have a tier list, I would definitely put bananas up at a, a tier. Yeah. Man, we, you know what? We should do that. Fruit tier list. That would be great. Yeah, if I could pull one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking up the tear maker. You ever had spaghetti squash? Spaghetti squash? Yeah. The like the pasta is made out of like squash, right? Yeah, it's like the insides are all stringy. It's like spaghetti kind. Of. I think it is. Just like papaya noodles. I think. I think that's a thing, right? Oh what? All right, that's too complicated. I'm not making that. Okay. Oh, I've had, I've, you know what? No, I haven't had that. I've had squash. I haven't had spaghetti squash. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, I haven't had recently. spaghetti squash. Yeah, I knew that it was a thing, um, but I've never actually had it. It just sounds weird to me, if I'm being honest. It, it is really weird, and you need a lot. You need you need to put stuff in it, like you know, butter and salt and stuff, because otherwise it's just real bland. Yeah. Squash tends to be a very bland vegetable, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like it the first time. The first few times I tried it, I thought it tasted really weird. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about potatoes, though? That that's the real potato. Question. Wait, wait. What'd you say? Potatoes. How do we oh, feel about them? Potatoes, one of those versatile foods. In terms of just making it into things. Yeah, I feel like potatoes can be represented as the embodied and oh my lord, I'm so sorry. They represent freedom, you know. Um, yeah. And perseverance. There's so many things you can yeah. and perseverance too. Yeah, you know, because you can do so many things with them. Free it's unreal. Yeah. Free spirit and perseverance. See, now it's starting to sound Irish. Yeah, and uh, famine. I just and famine that too. Lots of famines in Ireland. I just wanted I just wanted to point out that for me, at least with potatoes, I like mashed potatoes and I like baked potatoes, but I for the life of me can't eat sweet potatoes. Oh well, Wait, yeah. you don't like sweet potatoes? Well no, no he, I can't eat sweet Yeah, he can eat them. I can't oh, okay. I have I have a texture sickness with them. I overcame it with the bananas. Like I used there are certain foods that I used to not be able to eat because the texture of my mouth didn't feel right, so I ended up spitting it back up. Yeah. Um Used to be like that with bananas when I overcame it. Still have that with sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts specifically. Oh, uh, okay. Um, mm. So, and I can't, re I don't really like potato salad either. Oh, you know. So that's, that's yeah. less of a texture thing and more just preference. I feel like you're missing out. Potato salad is sweet. Yeah. Though. I disagree. Yeah. Well, if I had my tier list able to be made, then we could settle this. So you know, you know, there's that the uh, there's a Thanksgiving sort of tradition of having sweet potatoes and putting marshmallows in them, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? Really? <laughs> that it is. is. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. So you like? Huh. Yeah, my mom makes it every year for Thanksgiving. It's quite nice. Yeah. So I remember it was like a year ago or something. And I was like, oh damn, we're out of sweet potatoes, but we we still have normal potatoes. So I put some marshmallows in and I tried to cook it. 
Wasn't oh, how did that go? Just a soggy mess. Yeah. And then as and as I threw it in the trash, I thought of all the the screams of the Indian children. <laughs> but it wasn't enough because I didn't dig it out again. When I was younger, when I was younger, my mom's partner tried to convince me that sweet potatoes tasted like candy. It didn't make me eat it, and it was a horrible lie, and I still well, don't appreciate it. Well, that's the thing they is. Kinda- but, no, that's well. That's the thing is, it it doesn't really. But you know, adults will lie to children about anything to make them eat it. True. Yeah, like if you find a sweet enough sweet potato, it'll definitely taste like candy. I mean, I guess it'll be in that vein, but it's you know, like specifically candy. I don't know. So speaking yeah. of candy, uh, this is technically in the food, the food umbrella. As I like to call it, what what what, uh-huh. ah, what are good candies and what are bad candies? And I'll leave the floor open. Mm, I definitely feel like sour gummies mm. are elite. That's true. I'm probably you know? gonna get a. I'm probably gonna get a lot of backlash for this, but I really, really like Mounds bars. Those are the, those are like the coconut, like the coconut bars with like the filling, with like the cream filling. Oh, you know, I like coconut, but I'm allergic to the nuts, so I don't eat them. Do you know what I mean, though? Like the little yeah. small. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With the, yeah. Um, I mean, that's not a bad opinion to have. I just don't, I don't just don't know that many people subscribe to it, you know. That's true. Licorice candy is good. It is. Oh, licorice. Yeah, especially you know, black licorice. Yeah, black licorice is definitely... Because it's kind of um, like the dark chocolate of licorice, you know? Because it's a little yeah, good you, for you to have in small doses. But it's, yeah. also, it's also a very specific kind of flavor. Yeah, I feel like it, it's more like the 90, uh, 90% cacao, cacao, I think that's how you say it, right? I think it's just cocoa, cocoa, right? Or cocoa, yeah, cocoa, yeah. cocoa percentage, you know? Yeah. Because um, it definitely has its, like, taste, you know? You can't really be like, ooh, candy, and just, like, eat a bunch of them. You you definitely only eat, like, a couple every... Oh, I can, but, uh, yeah. but, but I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about for like the uh, the the average person that right they let they like lean more towards like sweet candy, right? They won't yeah, be able to grab like a bunch of uh dark licor- licorice and just mm. eat it like that. Yeah, so I, I guess that's why the dark licorice. Is, mm. So, oh no, dark licorice is more like dark chocolate then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black licorice, that is, but um. And I guess that's why red licorice kind of came into existence for everybody else. Yeah. You know, was black licorice made before red? I'm sure it was. I'm 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 almost a hundred percent sure. Oh, uh, okay. I know my um, licorice and- history, I just don't remember it. <laughs> that would be a story to tell, wouldn't it? Yeah. But also and when it comes to M&Ms, I have a few favorites. I t- Oh god, you guys are going to hate me for this. I like the white chocolate M&Ms. I don't think they're bad. Um I like oh. the peanut M&Ms as well. The peanut M&Ms are very good. 
I mean, the thing about I'm be honest with you. Hmm? I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I don't like M and M's. They be having too much chocolate inside of them. They're just kind of a giant mass of chocolate, really. But yeah, that's yeah. And and I think it gets even worse when it's white chocolate. And that's not to say it's bad, but that's to say that it's overwhelming. I think. And yeah, that's true. And, the white chocolate one can get very addicting. I admit. And uh, that's why I like the peanut ones a lot, though, because it it has the chocolate and it has the peanut, and it's a good mix. Yeah, but the, but then that is the caramel ones, which I I'll think be are honest, the worst. Like, I don't think white chocolate is as bad as many people say it is. I think it's oh, like, no. okay. No, I yeah, I agree. What do you think about Three Musketeers? Because I always get different opinions about it for some reason. I've actually never tried one. Hmm. I haven't. I don't think I tried one either. Actually, at least I don't remember it. All right. Well then. Well, they are. They are kind of like part of like a mixed bag you know like you go to the store and then there's the snickers and the whatever the milky ways and they're in there too so i think they they do kind of get lost in the mix of that but also because they have really weird just generic branding like the the uh the wrapper and all that is just very simple the i i will say that the worst candy i've ever tasted was well um a while back, um, at my dad's house, we used to have a giant bag of ho- of Halloween themed Reese's pieces that that had been saved. Oh God, I hated that taste so much. Yeah, I I'm just not a big fan of like the whole chocolate chocolate gang. You know, I don't have anything against it. <laughs> the chocolate gang. Yeah, the chocolate, chocolate gang. gang. I don't be representing representing that side. Oh man. And so, you know, I guess in a similar vein, there's um, how do you how do you guys feel about the argument that chocolate isn't candy? I mean, it fits the criteria, no sugar. Yeah, it has sugar. I feel like but then would... again, then anything with sugar would then become candy. Um, True. What defines a candy? Uh-huh. Like, like, um, because like. If we're thinking about like candy, we we can just look back at the generic type of candy, and that could be like uh, a lollipop. You know, that's just straight up concentrated sugar. Yeah. You know. Um, well, that's right. That's... Where do you draw the line between candy and pastry? Because yeah, yeah. The the difference may be, and I I don't know if this is entirely accurate. Um, I I could be very wrong on this, but I think it's a that. Candies tend to lean more towards being manufactured by specific brands, while pastries are usually more homemade. Or um, uh, I, think, I don't know if that's entirely accurate. I see where you're coming from with that, though. I, I to some uh, extent, I, I I can see that. Yeah, but you know, I think in the end, it also might just be a. Uh, a semantic thing, you know. That's true. Like it's different yeah. for different people. Yeah. But okay, to swerve into a completely different lane because I, I'm curious uh, what you guys think about this. How do you? What do you guys think of sort of the way the way that you cook things? 
like you know there's a lot of ways to do it you know you microwave it you stir fry it whatever but what yeah. do you think is uh just generally the 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 best path to success with that kind of thing anyway um well. yeah uh i mean it really depends on like what you want to cook you know um because like if you want to cook a piece of, of meat i wouldn't boil a piece of meat you know unless you're making soup right right um but apart from that you know if you're doing vegetables you can definitely go with boiling however if you boil your vegetables um they tend to lose a lot of the vitamins so i definitely feel like boiling is not a good way to cook you know mm. um yeah it depends on how you cook and it also sort of depends on 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 your level of skill with cooking and what you prefer like i'm still speaking from personal experience i'm still starting out as a cook like i'm not that great at it i'm still learning so i don't use stuff like the oven a lot of the time or Mm-hmm. like i don't bake i don't bake I, I should say i don't bake stuff a lot of the time or do anything too complicated with like cooking like right it, the technique depends on how yeah. good you are at it i think um i think just open flame pan mm. put your stuff in the pan it's definitely just like the way to go you know yeah i mean <sighs> um i kind of agree with that can see that just because like a pan won't isn't big enough you know so like everything will stay in the pan like the flavor will stay in the pan the vitamins everything um you know it's proteins whatever whatever you're cooking you know um will stay there unlike steaming or boiling you know or um microwaving don't ever microwave food don't ever oh, do that yeah. I, was, I was gonna ask about <laughs> that but yeah. no don't ever do that you know that's probably like one of the worst things you're pretty much just shooting radiation into your food yeah. um you know um like all of those things definitely don't match up to like just open flame pan oil you know mm-hmm. i guess you could consider that like stir frying maybe oh yeah definitely. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, because like I don't use that much complicated cooking techniques. I usually go for the more simple stuff, just because I'm more. Uh, I'm still struggling to learn how to cook at this point. I've gotten a handle on it, but like again, it depends on, on again, like what you said, what you're cooking, and how much you've learned about cooking by that point. I definitely think that cooking with an oven can also get the job done, but it's definitely a lot slower than like. Oh, yeah. Open flame now. So yeah, I think I feel like open flame is probably like the best way to actually get stuff done. You know, like you can definitely use an oven to to cook vegetables, to cook meat, to cook mm. uh, almost everything. You know, I actually there's some like oven exclusive things such as like pastries, right? Um, but if you're like talking about like day to day food, just use an open flame, open mm. stove. You know. Yeah. It's faster. It gets the job done. I definitely feel like I was watching a a show the other day with my mom, which talked about how um in Asia, right? Mm. Different like Asian locations. Uh 
they they don't have the same type of temperature or same type of weather you know right. but something that i noticed is that they somehow found a way to always come and have pretty much almost like the same thing like same type of food you know obviously there's a couple of things that are different but just the uh, and then i i thought about it and i you know i looked into it and it's like that across the world you know like somehow life ha or humans have always found this way to end up with um like the general things that people use you know like flour you know mm. like people somehow always found a way to end up with stuff like that you know so like in different path, same results, right? yeah different paths similar results you know like in central american countries they couldn't grow that much uh, wheat right mm. so what they did they grew corn and then that corn is used to make corn flour mm. you know um in in europe most locations they don't have wheat so they grow potatoes and they come with potato flour you know mm. and you know i i don't i just find that interesting how there's always a way to get somewhere if that makes sense yeah. It's like the collective. It's kind of yeah. that that idea of the collective consciousness that we all have these ideas across the world that are very similar. And it, it's not just food. I mean, it extends to a lot of different stuff. Like I've looked into it before, and a lot of different cultures share the idea of in their mythologies the black dog being associated with death. That isn't just an Egyptian thing. That's very common in Native American cultures and in Mesoamerican cultures. Um, just across the board, it happens a lot. You know, for as much as 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 varying in quality, I think as as food as food based uh, network shows can be, I think a lot of them tend to have a good grasp on on showing it other uh, of showing other cultures foods you know what i mean well show 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 people that there's a lot more there's a lot more out there you know because i think that the, oh yeah yeah the limitations oh, yeah. of certain countries uh gave them just very specific dishes like, no yeah definitely yeah i mean because in you know, I think in, you know, Asia, I, I suppose I'd say, uh, rice is a lot more prevalent. No, yeah. Um, like, that show I was watching was a great example of that, you know, because, um, like, it showed us different places of, like, Asia, right, and how they, and there was, like, this one place that they showed, I forgot the name, um, where they showed that the only thing they could grow because they're, their their ground was pretty bad you know it was potatoes you know the show itself actually went more into depth and they were like just because they grow potatoes doesn't mean that they don't, they, they don't have like anything to eat you know and it shows how with those potatoes that they collect they make noodles they make bread they make different dishes you know um so yeah i definitely feel like food shows or uh the food network definitely does most of the time, a good, um, a pretty good job when it comes to showing food from different cultures. Yeah, so I, know that, locations. I know that Asia has a lot of really good cooking shows, just in general. Um, for the ones like Midnight Diner, 
do a good. It's a very prominent thing over there. Um, it is fascinating, though, to me at least, how different how different mm-hmm. factors, how many different factors go into the food people eat. I mean, social classes and pop and poverty levels and stuff like that are all, and 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 the environment as well. So many things go into determining what people eat. What do you guys think about? Uh, about the word gourmet. Gourmet? Yeah. Gourmet. Like, the label of, like, being very, like, like, uh, high, high-end and very fancy, you know? I'm, I want to say that it's, like, it's just overpriced food, you know? But, sadly, it's, it's not really over price food you know because um the the ingredients they use tend to be like very high quality you know yeah. uh that are definitely worth the price you're paying for because like you have to take into consideration like the prep time cook time and apart from that the actual ingredient cost you know mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if that yeah really it's at all you know it's definitely delicious food i'm not gonna lie to you mm. Yeah, I'd, hmm. I think that sometimes people just throw throw the word around a little too much, though. Yeah, just, I feel like yeah. I, go ahead. I feel like it can be used way too much as a way of asserting your social status or putting you above sort of other people. Um, the food you eat can definitely be almost almost weaponized in that regard. Um, and I feel like it it's that kind of makes it an issue issue an issue to me at least because it it's again it's a way of separating upper class and more middle class oh yeah like if we're talking about like that that yeah it's definitely it can definitely be used to separate people you know and I think there's there's it, I mean, a lot of times, I think it's not even it can, it, it, that can happen, and the food isn't even necessarily that good. In a, in because it, it reminds me of there was this one time I was at a wedding, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have gourmet pizza." I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." They brought it out, and it's just like these these little dry like triangles without any sauce on them, and like like leaves of grass, you know. Yeah. Like this is terrible. And so I think that, as, as I think, I think you're right that a lot of the time it, the food does end up having a higher, generally has a higher quality. But I think that, uh, in a lot of ways, people kind of use it as a defense when really the uh, the stuff that isn't, the, the, uh, you know, more homemade kind of things are more. You, you're going to get more out of it if you know what I mean. Oh no! Yeah, I definitely feel like I I've seen videos of people that go out and pay like a hundred dollars for a plate with steak, uh, two pieces of broccoli or something like that. You know, I definitely feel like th- that's not okay. You know, that isn't okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's there. There is, um, there is no meat or no piece of meat that can cost that amount of money. You know, I I definitely do feel like. Um, some food that tends to be more 
what's it called? They tend to make healthier food more expensive, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, which is sort of like unfair if I'm being completely honest with you. You know, um, it's a lot more expensive to go out and buy five apples than than getting, you know, like a whole box of like chips. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, which is like honestly, at the end of the day, it's ridiculous because like they're um, that does go like into like the classes and everything, you know, um, and it's also like proven, right, that most of the time people who are wealthier tend to live longer than people who are not, just for the same reason of That's like right. what they consume and what they what they eat, you know. Um, someone who is obviously spends most of their life eating healthier food will always outlive someone unless you have like uh, health problems to go down through your family line right but you will most likely always end up outliving someone who who struggles you know who doesn't um, have the access who doesn't have a big access yeah um and that i think that yeah that's called uh, food deserts you know um whenever uh families of low income tend to struggle with get, getting like food like healthy food um it that's when you can definitely see a difference you know because like organic food or vegetables tend to be a lot more pricey than buying non-food like that you buying know? mcdonald's yeah yeah you know because like I, i've seen recently i think they have like a one three or five dollar plan meal or something like that where yeah. you can get like you can get like a bunch of food for like three dollars, you know. Yeah, and it's like you know, it and, and is, like, yeah. well, well, well. Sometimes the chicken nuggets are quite crunchy, you know. Like you know, it's it's not bad to go once in a while, but you know, no, too much if you're paying three dollars, if, if yeah, if you're yeah, paying three dollars to get ten chicken nuggets, a burger, a large fries, and a drink, you have to know that there's something wrong with that. Yeah, and it's, you, know, you know, the science says, you know, over a billion sold. It's like, I wonder why, because it's, no, yeah. it's fast on and a, it's easy and it tastes good. On a, on a similar note, it's amazing to me, and I feel like it's downright criminal how many companies by this point have monopolized water in general as a commodity. Mm -hmm. Just something that, especially because water is something that a lot of people struggle to attain in terms of water quality um and again could be a factor and if they live longer it's just downright horrible to me that there are these companies that are just taking advantage of this and trying to claim the water as their own no yeah that's definitely wrong like in so many ways you know um yeah like and and it falls down to like I I've been have I've had this talk with like some people before you know, and it falls down to like this thing where people, um, I don't know if you've if you guys seen like the big water jugs that they sell the ones that are like you can put in the machine and everything right yeah oh yeah yeah you know those if you don't have if you don't own any you have to pay like, I think it's like twelve to like fifteen dollars for that you know mm -hmm. um now. If I'm a single dad with three kids, right, and I oh, see one of those since we last saw you, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just an example, you know. And and you and you have a family of three, right? Yeah. And you have you either 
have to spend, let's say, like $20 to buy two of those jugs. Or or you could buy a pack of 24 uh, sodas, you know, that costs $3. Mm. You will most likely go for the sodas just for the same reason that, you know, it's a lot cheaper. Um, You might not want to give that to your kids, you know, but you're, you're kind of like being forced to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Com- companies in general tend to gear more towards making the unhealthy things cheaper to sell them out to to make them appeal more to people just so they can profit more. That's right. I and I think that's 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 the whole genesis of fast food, you know. Is Oh yeah, that's you know a scam. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's one that a lot of people buy into and it's it's easy to understand why. I mean the the other thing is like at this point, you know, they're like throwing in, oh, yeah, people are complaining that our food's not healthy enough, so we'll put in a salad. It's like, and it's not like any that any more healthier than, than the burger was. And it's, yeah, exactly. and so, it, so it's, so it's, 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 it's smoke and mirrors is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the, they're pretending to sell you healthier food, but they're not really doing it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. low quality uh, materials. Low quality tools. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I remember once I went to Wendy's with my parents. You know, we were out and we hadn't had food. Mm. And my mom went out of her way to buy like a salad, you know, like a crispy chicken. I don't even know if they still have that, you know. And she opens it and she stops eating it for a second. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, there's there's some bad salad, like lettuce on my salad. And like I, you know, I grabbed, and then we started checking, and like, you can definitely see that all the lettuce leaves that they were put on her salad were definitely like almost on the verge of going bad. Yeah. Like you know when you know when lettuce tends to get like black and watery. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know that that happened, and like that happens a lot, you know, and like people definitely get scammed out of their money for what they they're getting, you know. Yeah, um, the little money there is. Yeah. Yeah. That little money they have, yeah. Yeah, you know? that's right. Oh yeah. It's just, I mean, I mean, the fast food companies just don't care. I mean, like. Well, it's because they're, they're companies and they're anything. there to make money. Yeah. yeah, they're they're there to make money and not care about what actually happens to the people, you know. It's like. It's, I'd say it's like the thing about companies that, you know, is that I think, um, uh, you know, amongst job in life is to find inner peace and a company's job is to get its CEO another yacht. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how I've seen it anyway. But so it's a shame that it, that, that it uh, stems into food so heavily. Yeah, yeah definitely food is um like and i feel like it's mainly just in like big countries that this happens because like um in guatemala right a place that it's not it's not like it's not a rich place right but mm. if you go to a 
a fast food restaurant in Guatemala, right? So let's say McDonald's. Um, let's say uh, KFC or Burger King or whatever. Um, you pay at least 20 to 30 of the currency from Guatemala, right? Mm. Which would be equivalent to, I don't I think it's like $1 here is like 7 there, right? Mm. Um, but they also like the price, like how much you get paid. So, so, you know, but the burgers and like the meat and everything that they give you there, it's actually not bad quality. Like, mm. you know, if you go to McDonald's here and you get a cheeseburger, you know how your bread's like all squished down and everything. And like, you know how it looks horrible, you know? Yeah. But if you go to like Guatemala or other places like that, the, the meat you get is like actual good meat. Like. And pretty well made burgers as well, you know. Mm. So I tend, I I think like quality is lost in big countries, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, I've I've heard not so bad things about the McDonald's over in Japan. No, yeah, you know, um, that's also like Japan. I I was gonna point that out. Yeah, um, in Japan, you know. I've heard that the the fast food places there are actually amazing, or like they're pretty good. They're definitely like above our food oh, uh, yeah. fast food places here. I think you we know? set the bar pretty low, though. We do set the bar very low. Yeah, and it's not like people are uh, are want that. They're, they're sort of like they already got forced into this loop of that, you know. Yeah. So I think so. So we so we're accustomed to it and. I don't know. Yeah. To, to change to change so drastically would be would be I think would just be too different. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel you. Even even as necessary as it is. And I think it I think it also it, it might be because in Japan, because of the pride they took in their cooking as well, even with fast food and how determined they are to to ensure that it's high quality, I think that. Also oh no! Is. Yeah, the the Japanese market for food is like eons, and I'll say this like comfortably because like I've researched into it. You know, mm. they're eons ahead of like whatever the U.S. has. I'm not even trying to like downplay the U.S., but like oh, right. I, if, if we're being if we're being honest, the U.S. compare the U.S. Uh, food market compared to the Japanese food market is pretty bad yeah, <laughs> yeah you know um and i and i'm not like the only person who says this if you actually like look on the interweb about this type of stuff uh there's a lot of people who say that you know um and there's like people who have to hold back and they're like you know uh the u.s feeds their citizens garbage you know um uh which they're not wrong you know um because like the meat products compared to like other places around the world and the US there's a big difference between like the two you yeah. know you know somehow uh, Japan being left on their own for an island for thousands of years did them pretty well yeah yeah then again i guess our history is not that not so great i feel like a lot of people have turned food into like a business and that just that just makes me sad you know because food is meant to be enjoyed by everyone yeah Uh, it's an experience in itself yeah and like when i see that people can't don't have the ability sometimes to like taste certain things or like you know uh, 
you know what I mean, like cope yeah. with certain things. It just it just feels like upsetting sometimes, you know. Well, yeah, it's 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 not right. Like I will admit, like I enjoyed the seafood here in Rhode Island, but I will admit the seafood in Ireland was so much better when I went there. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think it's like the difference is that most food here or most seafood here in in just like America, I guess, tends to be farmed. Well, in different places, it tends to be like actual wild catches. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, for like oysters, an example, there's oyster farms, you know, there's uh, right. clam farms, you know, there's all this stuff that they've just made it into, once again, a business. Yeah, you know, Therefore, the, the quality goes bar. down, you know. Yeah. yeah. Cut yeah. their heads off. You know, well... Well, you have like places like Ireland, you said, and I guarantee you that most of like the seafood they get is like wild catch. Oh, definitely. You know, and that definitely has like a lot to do with the flavor. Like, it's a big difference. Hmm. I wish I could get out of here. You're not wrong. That would be fun. That would be. And <laughs> no, I wasn't recording. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> All right, let's Hold do it on, again. It. Damn it. All right. Well, what did I, I okay, to, hold on, I'll get it. Oh, I have to do that again? Yeah, yeah, uh, but we know what we're going to say this time. Uh, this is, this hold, is on, no, 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 no. hold on, I got to do it. That'll be all this time. We'll be back next time. Malcolm, take us out. This is us reporting from the middle of nowhere. Hopefully we find our way out of out of nowhere soon and out of this, this quarantine, and have a good day, people. Goodbye, everyone.